welcome to the Tabletop Games Blog Topic Discussion. Trick-taking it to the next level. My fascination with trick-taking games. As you probably know by now, I absolutely love trick-taking games. I have long wanted to share this love with other people, but have found it can be hard to teach trick-taking to people who have never come across it. Luckily, in recent months, I have found one or two games that are great for introducing people to trick-taking. They have allowed me to share my passion for this genre of card games. They are great stepping stones. I can start to draw on this giant collection of games that are often great for all family and key to many of my social interactions as a teenager, but let me explain. Even if you don't know trick-taking games, you've probably heard of the terms trick, trump, suit or following suit. These concepts can be quite hard to understand and even harder to teach. Saying that a suit is basically color doesn't quite capture it. Explaining that the game has a trump suit, decided by the player who's won the bidding round, confuses things even further. Sure, it probably makes sense that you have to follow suit, meaning you play cards of the same color. Yet, why trump cards of a different suit can still be played and win a trick seems to make no sense. So, when a game simplifies everything and deduces just some of the basic concepts that are quick to teach and easy to learn, my heart, excuse the pun, skips a beat. It means that I can introduce other people to the club, yes, another pun, of trick-taking games. When teaching enemy and enemy, for example, all I have to say is that cards have different colors. You can play any card you like as long as it's not the same color as one of the already played cards. Without using those terms, I've introduced people to suits and the concept of must not follow, which is the opposite of most traditional games where you have to follow. But the card with the highest number wins is pretty obvious and doesn't usually need explaining. However, once everyone has played the single card, whoever wins gets all the cards. In one fell swoop, people now know what a trick is. So it's no surprise that Enemy and Enemy is now my favorite game to teach people trick-taking. With those basic concepts established, it's just a matter of practice and slowly introducing other ideas. I've yet got a journey ahead of me, but I'm already on the lookout for trick-taking games that are built on the basic structure that Enemy and Enemy has prepared. I think Fork is going to be the next step for me. It calls suits terrain or color, but in principle it's the same thing. Rather than someone just playing a card and thereby leading the suit, the first player in a round announces the terrain or color and sets the suit that way. Yes. That little mechanism is another step towards more classic trick-taking games. I've not played Fork yet, but hopefully I will be able to soon. It's certainly ready for when the time is right. What comes after that I don't know yet. Maybe there'll be some skulking where players have to bet on how many tricks they will win each round. That's not easy and requires some understanding of trick-taking mechanisms. However, if you go in and just bet on a random number of tricks, you soon learn quite a bit and will get better from round to round. My hope is that eventually we can look at traditional trick-taking games. Depending on player count, these might be Skart, Doppelkopf or Vivaldi, which are for 3, 4 or 5 players respectively. 
these games have a full set of trick-taking mechanisms, from bidding to playing in teams, trumps, suits and more. Once we're at this stage, the next step will be to teach the subtle language of trick-taking games. When you've played these games for a long time, you can pretty much talk to your teammate through the cards you play. After all, you're not allowed to say what cards you have or what card you want your partner to play. However, playing certain cards indicates to the other player what your plan is. You might be emptying your hand of a certain suit to allow you to add a large amount of points to the tricks they're going to win. Or you keep taking tricks and then play a specific card that lets your player lead you both to victory. There are so many things happening when you play a trick-taking game with people who know the genre well that go unspoken. I mean, it's not just that you don't have to explain everything in detail. You can just say if this is a must-not-follow or must-follow game, for example. Yet, when you play, what people say can be completely ordinary day-to-day things, while the cards send a very different message. You can easily have a whole argument through the cards you play. It's this that I love about trick-taking games. It is a place that I want to get to with the people I play games with. When I sit there one day and play Doppelkopf with my wife, our daughter and a fourth person, I will be very happy. Actually, more than that. I will feel bliss. I really can't wait. Well, as you know, now is the time for you to share your thoughts and experiences. Have you ever played trick-taking games? Do you like them? Which one is your favorite? Did you ever have to teach a trick-taking game to someone who knew nothing about the genre? If so, how did that go? What game was it? Please go to the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com and let me know how you got on. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog topic discussion podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my supporters. Role Patron, Sean Newman. Magic Champion, John Risley. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Jacob Davis, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed and Richard Simpson.